Welcome to Building Unapologetically, the podcast where we dive into the raw journey of personal growth, business building, and faith-infused strategies. I'm your host, Jordan Guyton, and I'm here to share my unfiltered highs, lows, and the lessons I've learned along the way. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and empowered to build your dreams unapologetically. We are back with another episode. If you are listening to this on the day that it comes out, we are in the final week of 2023. Let that sink in for a moment. It is insane. I want you to just take a moment to give yourself a pat on the back, a hug, some kind words because you made it. I know that there have been moments that you are so blessed to celebrate, but I also know just speaking from experience, there's been some really hard moments this year. So just want you to know that I'm wrapping my arms around you and I'm so excited just to share a few lessons that I learned in 2020. In hopes that something that I say reaches you, helps you, heals you, inspires you, challenges you, changes your way of thinking. So let's get into it. Also, I've got my like sexy podcasting voice on right now because for those of you that follow me on Instagram, you already know. And if you're not following me on Instagram, go ahead and go to the show notes and follow me. I am on Instagram at Jordan Guyton, J-O-U-R-D-A-N-G-U-Y-T-O-N. But I made a post this week just recapping the holidays and how it is a heavier time for me. But a happy thing that happened is that we have a new puppy named Dean. Dean, D-E-A-N, was the first street that my husband and I lived on in Brooklyn, New York in our first apartment. So we named the dog after the street. So we have Dean the Doodle. And so I have my sexy podcast voiced on right now because Dean is sleeping and I can see him sleeping in this little doggy camera thing here called a Furbo that everyone said I should get. So shout out to you, Furbo. This is not a sponsored podcast, but if y'all want to throw me some coinages, let's talk about it. All right, so let's talk about 23 in 2023. This might be a little longer than normal. I'm not sure. I'm not going to go into depth on every single one. There are some that I want to kind of elaborate on a little bit, but even if I spend like 30 seconds to a minute talking about each one, it's still gonna be under 30 minutes. So just get all the gems that you can. And I also wanna just say that these are lessons that not every single one is a first learn lesson. It's a lesson that's evolved over time and may have hit home. That harvest has happened for me in 2023. So I I don't want you to think that all of these lessons just happened in 365 days. This has been a compound of events of feelings, of realizations, of failures, of triumphs. This has all happened over time. And these are the 23 things that I think stand out to me the most. So number one is stay grounded in gratitude. That is a lesson that you know, of course, gratitude has been part of my life for a little while now, but I really have realized the effects of being grounded in it and doing my daily gratitude and just being thankful for the little things. I was talking to a friend today on FaceTime and I was telling her about how my husband and I went to Target and how I just had this moment of gratitude of we didn't check any price tags, right? Like we bought everything we needed for our home and was able to check out 
right? Was able to swipe the card, was able to just not think about it. And that is huge. It's a blessing and I'm so grateful for it. So just having gratitude in those little moments, it just keeps me going. Number two, systems. I won't go too deep into this, but if you want me to do a podcast all about systems and the importance of them, I can. You know, I've talked about systems in my business, ways that I'm trying to create systems in my home life, whether that comes to meal prep or the way our home is ran. Systems, 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 systems. Like, I will speak them from the rooftop. Number three, clear the clutter. If you're on my email list, you saw a great email that I sent out on Wednesday. Maybe I'll do a reel about it, but just the importance of clearing the clutter in your physical space, your mental space, your digital space. Try to do that quarterly. That's been really helpful for me. I actually cleaned out my closet over the past two days and I just love it. I'm so grateful. Number four, 10K steps a day was a huge, is it a lesson? It is. It was one of my favorite things to do is walk, is get outside and walk and hit those 10K steps a day, whether I'm listening to a podcast, whether I have Dean strapped to me, whether I'm responding to comments on Instagram, whether I'm just enjoying nature, 10 out of 10. Number five, I won't go too deep on this, but your voice should drive your business. You should have the first and final say in what happens in your business. Obviously, God is my guiding voice. But what I mean by that is there are so many courses, so many programs, so many coaches, so many digital downloads that you can digest that will help you get from A to Z. But make sure it's your voice that doesn't get lost and it's always rooted in your mission, vision, and values. Number six, solo time is a must No matter how big, how small, I need to be by myself to recharge, to reconnect. I recently did some intention setting with some of my community, my Amplify community. Hey girls, if you're listening. And we were breaking down intentions for self. We did it on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. And I added a yearly solo trip. Even if it's one night, it's a staycation, two nights, I need it. It's a game changer. Number seven is shoot your shot. It's so important to just be bold. I had a lot of bold moments this year, especially in the B2B space where I just got bold and I reached out to people on LinkedIn or I sat in my confidence at conferences and I walked up to people even though sweating and shaking and terrified. But that landed me, you know, over six figures in business just on the B2B side from shooting my shot. So really, really learned that lesson. I think I learned in that lesson that I'm overthinking it more than the person I'm going after or wanting to build a relationship with. So leaning into that has really just quantum leaped my business. And I'm looking forward to leaning into that scaredness or that fear because, you know, on the other side of fear was either a no or a yes. And yeah, it's just been really beautiful to get both actually, get both the no and the yes. Number eight is I miss my girls. I miss them. So this won't be long. Literally all I have to say with I miss my girls because I've taken notes, CCA is coming back in 2024. Mic drop right there. I miss my girls. Speaking of my girls, number nine, community is a two-way street. So I'm used to hosting communities, having communities. I had a Facebook group. I have an Instagram community. I'm building a community on LinkedIn. I just told you CCA is coming back, but I've also recently joined a couple of communities. So what I mean by a two-way street is I've learned the lesson of also participating 
and putting myself out there and introducing myself into communities that I'm paying for, certifications that I'm joining. That's a community, right? I'm WBE certified, which is with Women Business Enterprise, and I'm MBE, Minority Business Enterprise certified. So my lesson that I learned this year was ensuring that I'm not paying for proximity and paying for these communities and not participating. Don't just sign up, play full out and watch your relationships build, the friends you meet, the opportunities, the doors that open. Community is a two-way street. Number 10, short and simple, I enjoy podcasting. We're going to keep this thing going. Number 11, be as particular as possible in your ask. That was a big lesson I learned this year when it came to sales, when it came to asking people to make introductions for me, when it came to just what I wanted and needed, even just in life and personal, whether it's relationships, friendships. A big lesson I learned is communicate, even over communicate what you need or what you want or who's the best person to speak to or what actions or what program to the T do you want to lead. Be as particular as possible in your ask. Paint that picture, right? Vision, make that vision clear and, and, and plain and unmistakable. That was huge for me. 12, tell someone you're thinking about them. This is a lesson I've learned probably within the past couple months. I made a commitment to myself to act on whenever I'm thinking about somebody. I would say I'm like, I feel like I'm like 80% I act. And I think it's because I truly believe when I start to think about someone or they're on my heart, it's not random. That's what I feel. I feel like God is putting it on my heart or there's a reason why this person came to mind. And even if it's just a text or a voice note of, hey, I'm thinking of you, not like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Let's get on FaceTime call. Like, let's catch up. It's not even that. It's just, hey, I'm thinking of you. And I can't tell you how many times I've done that in the moment, right? When I'm thinking about them, driving in the car, taking a walk. And that person is like, oh my gosh, I needed that. Or I was just thinking about you. Or you're crazy. How did you even know that I needed that, right? So I'm leaning into that and doing more of that. Another thing I learned or relearned this year is I love group fitness. That's number 13. Number 14, I think this is super simple, but also easier said than done. Feel how you feel. Feel how you feel. And it doesn't have to it's not wrong, right? Like feel how you feel. Do you have to make a decision from your feelings? No. Is it okay to feel how you feel? Yes. Particularly I'm speaking to grief and just feeling how I'm feeling and not trying to push through it or push past it. If I'm feeling kind of down and sad, then allow myself to feel that way and not try to, okay, I can only feel sad for five minutes and push through it. No, feel it and it's okay. All right, number 15. I wrote personal support is gold. I am actually going to be looking to hire an EA executive assistant or a personal assistant probably. I think that's what I'm looking for next year. That's local to me in LA. So if that's you, go ahead and slide in my DMs already. I'm looking for more personal support. We have uh, a housekeeper once a month. I'm trying to think what other personal help we have. I mean, my husband's great personal help. He does the dishes and folds the laundry. So I think we're just looking for things in our personal lives to make it easy, like booking travel or 
some of the meal prep or the grocery shopping. And I know you guys are going to say Instacart or no, I love Trader Joe's and that's not an option. So yeah, I'm going to be looking for help there. 16, gifting is a love language for me. That is a lesson that I have uncovered and embraced. Um, I think before I took that five love languages and gifts came up, but I felt like, oh, I don't want to sound like a gold digger. or I don't want to sound like all I care about is gifts, but that's never where my heart was. And I just never fully understood that love language, but I love receiving gifts. And I most of all love giving them to my clients, to my friends, to my family, to strangers. (laughs) Like I love gifts. Number 17, take your ego out of following up. I think a lot of money, a lot of opportunities, a lot of your next level is cut off because there's so much ego in the follow-up, because we were left on scene, because we sent a follow-up email once and no one responded, because someone is watching our LinkedIn post but they haven't responded to the calendar invite. Take your ego out of following up. I can't tell you how many deals I closed this year or new clients that are ready to work with me next year because I followed up two, three, four times. It was a little crunchy in the beginning, right? But you kind of get used to it. People are busy. It's no harm, no foul. And you get to a point where you know you move on. My mom always used to say, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Like, don't let your ego get in the way. The funds are in the follow-up. I always say that. Number 18, God knows exactly what you need when you need it. It's a huge lesson I learned this year. Number 19, finding little things to elevate you. And I said it doesn't need to happen all in one day, but there are just things that I've picked up this year that just make me feel so elevated. Like the way that I smell, so my perfume, I'm like, 90% sure that I am a sew-in girly, traditional sew-in, partial leave-out, side part, hello. So definitely will be restoring that. It just makes it so much easier. I love the length. Like that is something that elevates me. I stopped doing eyelash extensions, I think this year. And I had a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Where are my eyelashes? But I'm actually embracing it. And so getting my nails done is something that elevates me. Again, my systems in my business feel like elevation to me because everything is in order. Not everything, but things are in order. But I feel elevated by that. On the personal side too, the systems make me feel elevated. Okay, number 20, you can build quality friendships in your 30s. That is a lesson I learned. For those of you that don't know, I was in New York for 10 years. And last year in May, my husband and I moved to LA. And I cried every day, all the days, multiple times a day. I was, it was awful. I hated it. I wanted to go home. I missed my friends. I mean, it got to a point when we moved in May, my birthday's in July, where my husband flew my two best friends out here because I was just so sad and didn't think that I would find that again. But I did. And it's a different friendship and it's a great friendship and it's a healthy friendship. I have a couple really great friends here. So I hope that 
if there's somebody that is worried about relocating or has recently relocated, especially to my girlies in your 30s, I'm 35, it's possible. You just have to be intentional. You know, I met two of my really close friends here in LA from a business meetup and I wasn't going to go. And my husband was like, give me your phone. And he signed me up for it. What? And I remember having heart palpitations in the Uber to this event and... Yeah, I met two of my closest friends in LA. The rest was history. So I learned the lesson that you can build quality friendships in your 30s. Number 21, social media. It's so important to speak to your people. And I learned this lesson this year because I didn't do the best job here. I got a little too broad in the way that I was speaking in my content. And my people, who I'm called to serve, who I'm passionate about, are women-owned businesses. My expertise lies in service-based businesses, so heart-centered, women-owned businesses that are service-based. And I realized that I got a little too lackadaisy this year and was kind of speaking to everyone, business owners, business owners, entrepreneurs. And I really want to, I'm really going to do a better job next year. My big plans for next year. And I'm really excited to just speak to you again. So yeah, that that was a big lesson. I noticed it in the engagement. I mean, my engagement is good, but I just remember a different type of relationship last year with my people. And so I'm excited to speak to them again, speak to you again. So that's 21. Number 22, fall in love with your finances. That is a lesson that I learned. I'm still learning it, so I don't think it's complete yet, but just falling in love with my finances on the personal side and the business side. And it's not that I'm, I was scared or I'm scared. It's more so running the numbers and knowing the hard facts and the hard numbers. One of the best exercises I did and continue to do, the last time I did this was in September of this year, which wasn't that long ago, but Rachel Rogers' book is called We Should All Be Millionaires. And one of the things that she talks about is running the numbers and getting really clear on how much money you actually need to have the dream life that you desire. Because too often we're like, oh, I need to make a million dollars. I need to make 500 fulfilling gajillion dollars. And she was like, but what does it cost? Like, what does it cost to truly have your dream life? And so I actually just pulled it up to how she breaks it down. But she said, step one, what are the upgrades that would give you more time, energy, joy, power, and peace? Step two, run those numbers. Step three, brainstorm the money makers. And step four, committing to your first upgrade. And so as I went through that, I realized and I ran the numbers and I was like, oh, I can actually do this, right? To live the life that I know that I deserve and want to live and grow into, what does that number look like, right? How much does our business need to bring in every year for that? And it was just so beautiful to see and it feels realistic. So fall in love with your finances. That leads me to number 23, which I think is a great one. And it might sound a bit cliche, but I really feel like this is a big lesson that I learned. And that's what has me even more fired up for 2024. But I wrote, success is 10,000% possible when you work for it and believe. Having the faith and working is the cheat code. It is the blueprint. It is what makes your visions reality. 
And I realized that. I realized when I put in the work, whether it's work on myself, work on resting, work in my business, work on solo time, work on any of the things that we talked about today, my systems, and then I believe for bigger. I believe that God is stretching my territory. I believe that there are still so many women we are called to serve. I believe that my podcast is going to continue growing and entering more and more rooms and helping and changing more lives. I believe that my family will be more than taken care of and it's not just about the family that I'm going to see, but the family that outlives me, right? I believe that combined with the work is what's going to bring me the success that I've determined for myself. I'll say that again, the success that I've determined for myself, nobody else's success. So I believe that. If you've seen it and you believe that it's going to happen and it will come to pass, you have to put in the work. And so I'm really excited to put in the work in 2024. I really believe this year has been a year of seeds. You know, we did our six figures, multi six figures, and I'm grateful and I'm just believing for bigger. I'm pretty sure that's my word for 2024, bigger. So I'm just so grateful that you're here. I hope that you're excited to take the ride. If you are a heart-centered female entrepreneur running a service-based business, I can't wait to help you grow and be courageous in your content next year and call in the clients that you're called to serve. I can't wait to step into the next level of myself and all that God has to offer to me and my family. And I just love you. Happy New Year. I will see you next year. And as always, thank you for listening. I pray that you continue to build unapologetically. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Building Unapologetically. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating, and share this episode in your Instagram stories ASAP. Don't forget to tag me, at Jordan Guyton. Your feedback and support truly means the world to us and helps us reach more listeners who are on their journey to building unapologetically. Unapologetically.